You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. I've been a longtime fan of Morning Pages, the concept that debuted in Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. I was introduced to the book shortly after graduating college by my best friend, Chrissy, who has been a major force in all of my formative years. You know, she's always encouraged my creative and analytic thoughts. So it's quite fitting that she was the one who introduced me to this book and influenced me with expressing my thoughts through journaling. Thank you, girl, for always supporting me on my journey. So with morning pages, you wake up and you write out three full pages longhand. You write stream of consciousness, whatever thoughts are coming to you. And I'm quoting Julia Cameron now. There is no wrong way to do morning pages. They are not high art. They are not even writing. They are about anything and everything that crosses your mind, and they are there for your eyes only. Morning pages provoke, clarify, comfort, cajole, prioritize, and synchronize the day at hand. Do not overthink morning pages. Just put three pages of anything on the page and then do three more pages tomorrow. So morning pages, they really clear your mind. They are an exercise that makes you have, as Julia Cameron says, more consciousness as you pass through your day. The artist way is about creative recovery and creative flow. It's about working through the places or ways you may be stuck and not creating as an artist. And it's a process that's been used by many more people than just artists. It's like a little bit of a society of sorts. There's a commonality amongst female entrepreneurs who have devoted some part of their time to the Artist Ways teachings. And I love discovering other women who have and bonding over our shared use and understanding of the Morning Pages concept. It's all about uncovering, getting unstuck, managing through the tough times you're having and reaching your goals, all aided through this process. I've been lucky enough to cross paths with people who have created their own methods for using creativity and or the page as a means for expression and recovery. Today, I'm joined by Christy Craco, an artist, communicator, and educator on a mission to help as many humans as possible harness the power of creativity to support their sobriety, recovery, and mental wellness. Christy's approach includes her clients working with her custom Anchor Pages framework as a way to process feelings and thoughts. And she shows her clients how to use basic art supplies to deepen the experience, creating personal and expressive sketchbooks. As Christy says, it's not always easy to distill my profession into just a few words, but here's a nutshell equation. One part writer, two parts coach, and one part mixed media artist. I really love this, and I love the style of art that Christy creates. I have been a longtime fan of creative journals that mesh together paint and ink and found imagery, creating an artistic and sometimes otherworldly creative space on the page. And you will find this as you're strolling through or scrolling through Christy's Instagram feed. Today, we dig into Christy's process and some of the outcomes in our conversation. And Christy opens the conversation with an amazing story of change, one so many of us entrepreneurs may face but are afraid to act upon, changing a name that doesn't resonate with us anymore. This is so good. And I know something that we all come up against as we name our businesses and our programs. So I think, uh, you know, Christy's story is going to help you exhale a little bit. 
Today, the long game is Anchor Pages with Christy Krako. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. I am so excited for today. We have Christy Krako with us, who is an award-winning communicator, coach, and artist. She has been developing for the past 15 years using creativity as a way in her educational uh, endeavors, right? Creativity is serious fun. And I'm also really drawn to her artwork. So we're going to talk about a few things today. And, you know, one of the things besides Christy's framework that she calls the anchor pages is Christy had a big epiphany in the past year where she has, after over a decade in her business, has changed her name. And, um, you know, I was really drawn to her story with this because I want to talk about how you know, I'm always saying everything's malleable, right? And now that's like the most major thing and how malleable is it? But it's doable. So uh, Christy's going to share her experience with us today. So thank you for being here, Christy. Thank you for having me, Sandra. I'm really excited for this conversation. You know, I'm always talking long game. So, um, you know, we're uh, name is like the biggest long game piece, right? Like how does yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Especially, so tell us a little bit, like, give us a little history. I mean, I have a name too, just to get, I, the Christy Krako is not an easy name to spell or kind of remember. <laughs> so I feel like that was going against me from the start. So yeah, when I was thinking of trying to find an identity to fit into with my business and when I first started working with it, I, I did work under my name for a long time, but then that became like, no, I want to have a brand. I want to have this different right. presence. And something and so that- memorable. Right. And then I worked under, um, that was probably about five years ago when I started using the creative badass as my sort of online personality slash presence. And that really grew out of the stage I was in in my life. I had just gone through a divorce and I was really working on that, you know, shifting my identity, rebuilding myself. And I felt, yeah, I need to be that badass. Like that's Mm -hmm. me. I'm just like coming out of the Gates fighting kind of thing. And that name really fit me for a while. And it was pretty timely. I mean, that is like a timely, it was before everything was badass, you know? Um, So it was kind of coming up and it's a pretty timely, you know, moniker. Yes, absolutely. That's so funny because I just, yeah, I had just (laughs) read read, um, how to be a badass book, Jen Sincero's book. And I, I had this creative background. So I was like, Hey, I'm just going to put those two words together and see what happens. And it was kind of, fun and a little bit of edgy. And then it just, in the last six months, I'm like, this does not fit me anymore. Like I Mm -hmm. don't want, and it became really heavy. It became a heavy, I don't want to carry around that name anymore. It's not me. It's not sort Mm -hmm. of where where I want to sort of be in this space. And 
but it was really emotional to let it go. Like it was I like, bet. Oh, because I have everything, <laughs> you know, my logo, my website, uh, all, my social media presence is all tied up in that name. And I was like, wait a minute, if I'm not the creative badass, then who am I? <laughs> that was like an ex- existential question. <laughs> wait a minute. But you know, you bring, before you even go on to the next part of the story, you know, let's just talk about how like you go through these evolutions and phases in your yeah. business when you were in it. And so like that could really fit and be good for a while. And then it yeah. is okay to change, right? Like yeah. nothing happened. The world didn't implode. I mean, yeah. it could have been frustrating, a pain in the ass and we'll hear that part, but is it, yeah. you know, I think you're better off going forward rather than holding yourself back. Like creative badass yeah. probably gave you some freedom to like yes. be who you wanted to be and go forward with it at that time. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's exactly what it was doing. It was, it was holding me back in going to the next phase of, of who mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the work that I wanted to do. So um, it took me a while to sort of get to that place of like, it's okay to just release it and let it go. And that was really powerful, though, when I finally stepped into like the new identity, which my new umbrella is Purple Dog Creative, which speaks a lot of just where the space that I want to move into. But yeah, it's a scary thing. Like that, it's creative in its own way, right? And it's such a different. It's such a leap, right? It shows that you're in a different space now, right? And yeah, I wanted like I felt like the creative badass had it was me. The focus was me, even though. Mm really my business was for others. The Purple Dog Creative, I feel, has just an umbrella sort of effect, like I'm bringing everybody along for the ride. The Creative Badass to me was just like a very, you know, it was a personal thing. And I needed that name Mm -hmm. to like survive the last five years. But I feel like I'm just in a different space and a different energy in my business. And yeah, the world did not stop. Nothing ended. (laughs) No, I had a big thing, like, how do I let you know, the people who follow me and the clients I work with know about this change. And as I started talking about it and I, po- you know, did a little video on my um, Instagram, people really were just like, oh my God, I love it. It's so great. I'm super excited for this new phase for you. Whereas before I was like, oh, I'm going to be letting everybody down. Like if I make this change, but no, people got the energy. They got the vibe mm-hmm. that I was putting out. And they're like, hey, we're in this. We don't care what your name is. We're like following. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right. Totally. And I think it's interesting too, because, you know, that also probably was accompanied by a shift in your, or like a reanalyzation of your core values and like what you wanted to bring forth. Right. So like we all go through that, you know, and we can go through that in our business, whether there's a name change or not, but then you are thinking and feeling differently. You know, and this was just a manifestation, a a visual manifestation in a way of like that reevaluation of it's not about me, it's about us and that whole step piece. So absolutely. And I think um, I didn't allow myself to go there for a while because, you know, that mindset as an entrepreneur, like, no, this is the thing I chose. This is the thing I have to do. I have to do this until... I retire or whatever Seriously. So like, you put in your head. You just put no, like, that's I, my flag in the ground. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's like, no, I can change my mind anytime I want to change my mind. I mean, big corporations do it all the time. Yeah. Like, why can't I do this? So once I sort of moved into that mindset, it was like, oh, okay. Like, why was I making it so hard for myself? Totally. Cause we do. And we yeah. put all of those pressures and that, 
outside what other people from the external world are going to look at us and think. You know, for me, I'm so happy to hear that. And I was so drawn to your story. And I even love the way that you went like live video to announce it, right? Like, you know, I'm sure there's emails to clients and different things too, but like, you know, that was really engaging to really hear your story and why, and, you know, for you to personally represent it, I think was fitting for the next phase as well. Like, okay, this is who I am. Yeah, that was, um, (laughs) that was really important, that video. Like I, and I put that video off for probably a good month. I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) I haven't washed my hair today, so I can't do the video. I'll do it next week. They did it, whatever. And then I was like, no, I just have to do that video. So I just sat down turned the camera on and just, I didn't even, it was like a one take, but I needed to do And Once I did that, the release that I felt was like, why was I making it? Like, it's not like, right. And then everybody writes, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. You rock. Okay. And you're like, wait, okay. This is what was behind door number one. (laughs) What was I so afraid of? Yeah. And for yeah. the so listeners, once I did that, that really made a big difference in, you know, just in my mindset. And that, then I was like, okay, now I can do what I've been wanting to do. Good for you. So. Yeah, totally. And for the listeners, I'm going to link to that video just so everyone has a reference of what we're talking about. And, you know, because that is a thing like, you know, I, I work with people every day who are coming up with programs and courses or their businesses. And it's like, what do I name it? And I went through several names before I ended up at like Sandra Sky, which, you know, ended up being short because no one can really pronounce my last name. Right. right. So it's like, okay, there, that kind of worked, but I had a few things and I'm like, what was even that? Like, yeah. it was only a secret. I knew what it meant. And then I was like, that right. doesn't mean anything to anybody. I mean, I had one, you know, company for a while called Blue Babushka. And I was like, okay, that means nothing to anybody else. <laughs> like it's clever and creative, but right. like, everybody's like, why, Uh, you know? And so we go through these things and that's what I, you know, try and tell people like it's, it's normal to evolve and to put something out there so that you can go forward. Right. Yeah. So that it doesn't impede your progress. And not overthinking those things because then that's when you get stuck in like that busy work, like, oh, my website's not perfect. I don't have the perfect this, but you just have, I try to just keep my telling myself that there's somebody out there waiting for what I do. And if I don't get it out, they're not going to have that service or they're not going to have, you know, access to what I bring them. So I think that that I used to, I used to get so stuck in that though, too. I think, I mean, it is, it's something I think you learn along the journey, but mm-hmm. not getting stuck in having like the perfect logo. Like I don't have a logo design for my new name yet. And that's okay. Like, it's fine. I don't think that's what clients are looking at me for is, you know, for my logo. Maybe some are attracted to that, but that's not what I do. So I think, yeah, just giving ourselves that permission to just be like, hey, I'm putting something together and, you know, the people, I'll I'll find the people who need me. Like, that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think it comes with experience a little bit, you know, just getting to that. You need to go through the phases of, freaking out all the time about every little thing and then realize like, that's not how I want to live my life or that's not why I got into this. And, you know, I'm even now with my clients sometimes like, you know, they have a lot of clients. So I'm in part of that. And sometimes somebody will be like, Hey, this, and I'm like, it's not the end of the world. I'll go in and fix it. Like sometimes things just have to be fixed. Like, okay, it's fixed. 
we're done. Like, why are we freaking out? I'm not freaking out anymore. I have decided in my business, there are things that I am not, I'm only freaking out about major, you know, anything minor, I am not freaking out about anymore. That's probably a good way to approach it. It did took me 12, some, you know, plus my whole corporate career to get to that. I was that person who like, I don't even like to show up at work two minutes late. I was like, "Ah, they're going to get mad at me, you know, (laughs) put too much pressure. So it's taken a while to get there. So yeah, so tell us, and I'm also curious too, if you used some of your own framework and process to kind of come to that, you know, tell us about um, the anchor pages and what you do to how to really like bring creativity into people working out some of their issues, so to speak. Yeah. So the the anchor pages, and it's funny because I do use my own framework because that's that's what it really came out of. Like I'm client zero for all the work that I'm doing. Um, So the anchor pages are a place you come to. um, And so like a series of questions you ask yourself or a series of prompts. You come Mm -hmm. to the page just like where you are, like, how am I feeling like right here, right now? Like what is going on? You just, it's, you know, two minutes per prompt type of thing. It's, I mean, you can do, you can use it however you want to, but it's just saying, you know, how, this is how I, I'm feeling right now. And then how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. That's like the next thing. Cause I still think the first step is just like naming and claiming those emotions. Like this is how I'm feeling now, frazzled, unorganized, or whatever they might be. How do I want to feel? I want to feel calm, energized. And then the next step is the action sort of step. Like, okay, what actions do I need to take, take right. to feel that way? And usually they're pretty small actions you need to take. And I think that I, I really emphasize that it's not always this big dramatic thing that you have to go through. It can literally just be as simple as, oh, I could go walk around the block for 50, you know, for, mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. That's going to help me calm down and change my energy. Like it can be that simple or it can be like, no, I need to write out a 15 page, you know, business plan because that's what I, I need to help me feel calm and energized and, or- and organized. So I think that there's so many different ways that people can use it. I'm shifting into the space of sobriety and recovery because to me, that is such a huge space where rebuilding yourself and working on your feelings and figuring out how to process those feelings mm-hmm. and that all gets so stuck in that space. So that is um, an area where I am really shifting my focus into and using creativity as like that touchstone as a building block, as a place to rebuild yourself. So the anchor pages all take place in a sketchbook. Oh, cool. That's the main thing I use to help my clients because it becomes, I mean, I know people can't see it, but it starts to look like this, like a place where your questions are, where your writing is, where you can go to when you are having that really shitty moment, you can go to your sketchbook and there's, um, sort of, you know, that framework helps you contain things. Because I think if you go to a journal or a sketchbook without a framework, sometimes you you can't even get your thoughts on a page because you're so scattered. Right. It's like, what should I put down first? I I recently have like... You're overthinking Right, exactly. I'm like, I don't know where to start with that. And I love that when you do that in a a sketchbook, so this is unlined and it allows for that creative space. I'm really drawn to that type of artwork, that multimedia, that you know, paint on the yeah. bottom and cut out some text and push it on top and layers of things. And that really allows, um, and we will um, link to your Instagram where there's a lot of visual examples of this type of work right. that you do. Yeah, And I love that 
it creates like it now is a piece of art in itself, like the whole book. You've now processed emotions into artwork and creativity, and it is actually a piece that someone can hold for themselves. Right. It becomes like a roadmap. I really feel like people are writing their own self-help book when they're doing this book. It's, it's sort of that, yeah, it becomes just a place where you can experiment, where you can figure out who you are. You can figure out what you want to do. You can sort of work through things from the past or the, the present, but that anchor, the anchor pages always start just like with here and now. And then you can move forward and think about the future or, you know, go back into the past. You have the option to go either way. And, you know, I know that you have this sobriety and recovery focus, but have you found that with the past two years of COVID that there there's also a need there in terms of people wanting to work things out, emotions and feelings out because of there's so much we've been through as a society together. Like I immediately think this is a great passage for people to be able to help move them through some of their emotions that they're feeling related to COVID. Absolutely. I, you know, one of the things I I say a lot is everybody's recovering from something. (laughs) And it's true. Whether you're recovering, you know, you're recovering from a shitty marriage or recovering from a, you know, got laid off at work or you're recovering from your kids going to college. You're like, you're always. Right. Or your childhood or your, right. I mean, Absolutely. So I think that that is exactly how this work comes into sort of like more of the mainstream, I guess. I feel there's such a disconnect between like this recovery movement and the work I do with sobriety and recovery is very important work for me. But I think that when you're in sort of like the mainstream, you don't have access to a lot of the tools and the framework Mm -hmm. of recovery, but yet you're going through, you're recovering from whatever it is. You're recovering from, you know, you lost a family member during COVID. You're recovering from that. But we don't, you don't have the access to the tools that you need to help your recovery. So that is a lot of the work that I do with these anchor pages and with the sketchbook is I help people with the tools to move through the recovery. I feel like we're all coming on this period of grief. Mm-hmm. And stress. I mean, it's stressed stress, our bodies. Yeah. Everybody, like our kids are coming out mm-hmm. of that. We're coming. It just goes through the generations. So I, and I, I think we don't have the, those tools or we don't always have access to those tools or you make those tools like super complicated and sometimes inaccessible for, for people to get to. So I think that, that this is a really great way to sort of jumpstart, you know, recovering from whatever it is you're recovering from. Right, exactly. We all, we all have our ish. And, you know, you bring up another good point of accessibility in this, like, you don't need anything but paper and pen or something like that. You know, you can start with a pencil and doodle, right? You don't have yeah, to have I, like yeah. paints and have some sort of yeah. skill. Everything I use is, if you have children, they probably have craft materials at home. I use inexpensive acrylic paint from, uh, you know, you get at Target, get it at Michael's. I use tons of recycled pictures, magazines, newspapers. I don't even use a paintbrush. I use a uh, expired gift card to help to put the paint around. Like it is so, it's stuff you have. And I I do that on purpose because, and you might have, you as an artist yourself, you might have had that experience. Like there's nothing that I 
drives me crazy when I go to an art class and I have to, or a creativity workshop or something, and I have to spend, you know, $200 on materials like that. So I really start with what, where people are, what they have. If you want to add super extra fancy stuff, great. But that is certainly not a requirement for this. Yes, this is just like where everybody enters skill level and access to materials because it doesn't need to be that complicated. And when you're working with people, are you, you know, to me, I look at your Instagram page and it's inspiring. Like it gives me ideas of like, oh, or I can interpret myself in another way. So are you doing tutorials as well? Like in terms of that art making, like if someone says, I know, like I, I admire the process or, you know, but how do I get it out of me? Right. How do I create? Maybe that's the better answer, the better question. You know, do you show them how you work? Do you kind of give them a boost in some way? Because that, when you're stuck in all kinds of things, you're just stuck, right? So, like, how do you manifest to bring the creativity out? Yeah. So, I'm working on my YouTube channel, (laughs) it is a work in progress. But yes, I've done a few different things. And I have one thing that I'm just in the process of launching. A, um, It's a free five-day. I walk you through the steps over a series of like a video every day just for five days. And that's something that I'm in the process of working on and getting out. But yeah, just I start with the, you know, like here's the blank page, like it, which is scary. Looking at a blank mm-hmm. page is very scary because it's like, I, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't know what to do. And it's interesting when I work with adults, I get so many questions about like, is this right? What should I do? When I right. work with kids, they don't really care what I have to say, right? Like they're just doing it. But I think as adults, we are so good at censoring ourselves before we start or criticizing or editing ourselves before we even start. So the first thing I do is just always just walk people through getting something on that page, taking a tube of paint splat and spraying it around because then it's not blank anymore. It doesn't look as mm-hmm. scary color on there. Um, and then I get them writing on that page, usually using a prompt, a very open-ended prompt that everybody can respond to in the way that works for them. And then it's about trying to find some images that go with that, or where do you want to take this page next? Like it's a really a free form and there's no rules, which I think frustrates. I was going to say that can be kind of scary. Like give me some parameters to get me. I'm always just like, it's your page. There's no rules. Like what, what works for you? What? Cause I think that intuitively we usually know the answer, but we want that like outside confirmation and validation. And I get that, but this is truly a place that is your process. You are taking it where you, there's, you know, your page should not look anything like mine totally, or like the person next to you. When I, you know, when I teach in-person workshops, like everybody should leave with a page that looks totally different. It's not like the paint and sip classes, oh, yes, you know, exactly. everybody leaves a similar <laughs> type of thing. Yours should absolutely look like your own. And I think that that is where so much of the power lies because everybody it has access to that creativity, mm-hmm. but it's sort of been shut off over years and, and decades of people telling you or you judging yourself against someone else's creativity, but it's really so personal. Totally. And that's where you that's where you start to emerge from your past, right? You start to address it. You start to brush a paint stroke. Yep. Those emotions can go with that. You know, yep. for me, I think, um, you know, I'm like, how would I get started? I mean, I would just 
have a stack of, you know, four by six photographs that I would then be like, okay, this one and this one, and then layering it on top. You know, like I know that would be my starting point of things. Cause I love it. And I always say to people, like, you know, I, I say sometimes that going to the Walgreens and just they have these specials, upload all these photos yeah. and they're like 20 cents, 10 cents for a hundred, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. there you go for like, you know, how $25 or whatever it is, you're, you've got your stack of photos to be able to like yeah. start as a starting point to create. Like that would be for me, yeah. you know, how that comes about. Cause you know, and, and I also want to mention that how is this, different in some ways from like, you know, a lot of people do vision boards, right? And so there's that vision board piece that I think people are, could relate this to in some ways. So how does it differ in the work that you do? I've never been a huge vision boarder. Yeah, I do know lots of people that do use them and, and they work for them and that's great. I find like a vision board can be very there's like a bit of perfection in the vision board, like that it has to look a certain way or the pictures have to be very visually appealing or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a little bit of perfection in some of the vision boards. And then I think sometimes it depends on how you use it, but it can be sort of materialistically driven. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, if I put the, you know, fancy speedboat and the Hawaiian vacation and like the whatever the, purse of the moment is I don't know but you know what right, I mean right, like I right. think that me like very like materialistic things as opposed to you know I need to process my grief or I need to work through this or I have this dream but I don't even really know what it's looking like yet mm-hmm. so I can't put that in a vision board because I don't really know what it looks like yet whereas in the sketchbook it's messy it's this where you are I have had some people use it as a, like a vision board. One woman, she was super surprised. She decided after an exercise we did, she was like, wow, I want to take a year off and go work in Bali. Like I want to go do that. And she did it, but she was so surprised that even came out of her head after the exercise. Like wow, in in the sketchbook. So I think sometimes most of the times, actually people I work with really surprise themselves because this kind of gets to that layer of stuff that's, underneath all the noise your brain is making all day every day with other people's stuff like you can mm-hmm. really get to your true things that are driving you in in the sketchbook so and that's an amazing point that you bring up like we do all day deal with other people's stuff yes. right we're not dealing with our yeah. own stuff you have clients you have a job yeah. you you know you have a family to cook for you're like that's their yeah. stuff you know you're you're always dealing so this is a nice um reflection time for yourself as well. Yeah. And I think we don't do that. I mean, we don't do that as, as moms, you know, we're, we're busy recording the lives of our children or the lives of our partners or the lives of our pets. You know what I mean? But we're not sort of recording our own lives. And that's what the sketchbook can really, the way that I teach it, it really starts to build a record of who you are, of things that are important for you, of places you're holding yourself back. And I think I mean, I know when I look at mine, you know, and I have a whole stack of them oh my from, gosh, right? from years and years, but I can look through them and be like, oh my God, I am still dragging around this same thing. Like I need to work through this. Or I can look and say like, wow, I used to think that I have come so far. And it's like that record because we don't really have that. We often do think, oh, we're so, you know, that we're so stuck, 
but it's, it gives you that evidence like, no, you're not as stuck as you think you are. <laughs> like you have made big, huge progress in this area. Yeah. Maybe there's this one area that's still not resolved, but you know, you're working that out. So. Yeah. And this, I mean, that woman in ba- who's going to Bali, I mean, this could be such a travel journal type of thing. Like you just can take it mm-hmm. as you go as well and record yeah. those experiences or, yeah. you know, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole it's condensed. You can take it with you. It can be with you at the coffee shop while you're just taking your one hour before you start your whole yes. day kind of thing. Absolutely. I yeah. need to do this. A li- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm in on your five day whenever it's ready. And I'm going to take my you know audience and put it up there for them as well, because the way that you work and how you present this really speaks to me. And it's something that's been missing from my life, right? Like it's, you know, we hear so much like, what's your morning thing? And it's like, okay, that's not my morning thing. And and that doesn't mean this has to be it because it might not be in the morning, but like, you know, we need to do that reflective time for ourselves. Yeah. And it becomes a way like when the more you do, like with anything, right, the more you do it, the deeper you can get. And I feel, I know when I'm feeling anxious about something, when I come to the page and I just put the paint on and when you're using the expired gift card, it it makes a noise across the page that becomes to me, it's like a meditative practice. It becomes like that. It's like, it's, I'm just, I'm truly just here right now with this sketchbook. I'm not thinking about the fight I just had with my teenager or the fact that I have to go walk the dog and it's raining out. Like, I'm not thinking about that stuff. I'm just right here. And sometimes I set a timer for, you know, it's only it's only 10 minutes that I have some days. Some days I can do it for an hour, but it whatever it is, it's just, it takes me away from like all the stuff that's swirling around outside my brain and just brings me those 10 minutes of like, okay, I, I got this. Presence. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all need that in our lives a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to bring it back to we're all recovering from something, right? Yeah. It's really, really absolutely how it comes back, comes back around. Well, um, I am definitely going to have all of the links to everything. And when the five day challenge is ready, we're going to add it to the show notes page, but I'm also going to promote it because this is something that I think everybody needs to they need to reflect on and take part in and let their creativity guide them a little bit, even when they think they don't have any. Right. Um. (laughs) Yeah. We're not really allowed. There's no spaces for us to sort of play and have those experiences. And I think sometimes even when you go to a, you take a workshop, maybe like at a continuing education program or something like it's still so product driven. And this is just really process driven creativity where there's no outcome. I mean, Maybe you do end up with a really a page you love and you want to frame it or you want to put it on Instagram or you want to show somebody. But most of this stuff that I do, I don't show anybody because it's just my process stuff that I'm going through. It's not like, look at the beautiful picture I did. Although sometimes I do have a, I'm like, oh, wow, I really like how that turned right, out. That but, came um, out good, right. That's not the point of it. You know what I mean? Right. But that is the... It's another form of exercise. It's just a different exercise. It's the same as like, yes. hey, I could go and have a run or I could go yeah. and sit down for 10 minutes. And I love the the concept that it's multi-sensory, right? It's not just visual. It's not just your yeah. thought. It's the, the sound. It's the motion. It's yeah. all of those pieces. So 
And that's really what creativity is, right? It brings all of those things together. Mm -hmm. And if it can help you move forward and help you work with whatever you're, uh, you know, tangled up in, in your head um, and in your heart, you know, that's why I think we all need it. So yeah, I'm definitely game for it. And maybe we can do a little like all together kind of thing. Oh my God, that would be so fun. Yeah. You know, and this, you know, to wrap up is really, you've got to give attention to these areas, right? Like we tend to move so fast and, you know, this is our attention in another way. And I love that it has a creative piece to it and not just, you know, a, um, some sort of regiment that someone's telling you, you know, your it's your own creativity coming through in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we get stuck in um, consuming too much. Mm -hmm. When you're consuming Instagram, you're consuming all that stuff. You need to create a little bit more because it's totally different energy. Like if you're looking to be inspired, you can usually inspire yourself in this kind of work. I think when you're on Instagram, maybe you come away feeling a little bit better, but usually you don't. Right. Well, you've got to really seek out your feed of artist versus, you know, like, I don't think everyone has art in their feed in that way. They haven't sought it out. Maybe they have influencers who, you know, right. There's a whole difference there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. I mean, I really want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and inspiring us to keep being malleable, to choose the path, to go on it. And then it's okay to um, untangle yourself and go in another direction. Thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to have links to everything where everybody can find you. Thank you. This is a great conversation. I want it just to keep going, but there'll be a part two. We'll figure that out. But it's so, I don't know, which is so great. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.